Hey everyone, Libba here. There will not be an episode released this week per se, but for a great reason. We're hosting our third annual 24-hour telethon this Friday, tomorrow, December 2nd, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern and ending the following Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Our first telethon was back in 2020 when we were unable to host our annual fundraiser, and it was so much fun, we decided to do it again, and now again. But this year, we're raising donations for our children's reading program, Gainesville Reads, which provides free one-on-one tutoring and virtual group tutoring to first through fifth grade students in our community who need support and literacy skills. Now, this program was just a daydream when I first arrived at the History Center five years ago. Before I joined the History Center, I had the privilege of working at a wonderful children's literacy nonprofit called New Haven Reads in New Haven, Connecticut. Why was I in Connecticut? It's a long story, but I was so glad that it led me to New Haven Reads because that led to Gainesville Reads. The History Center already had so much potential for a children's literacy program. Our mission as an educational resource for the community, our strong connection to local schools, and the space itself, especially our Ada Mae Ivester Education Center. So I pitched the idea to Glenn and the board, and the initiative to raise funds for a small pilot program was approved. At our 2019 Taste of History annual fundraiser, we honored former Governor Nathan Deal and First Lady Sandra Deal, who have led numerous initiatives in education, especially literacy. So to have their support and encouragement for developing Gainesville Reads meant so much. When the reading program donation ask was announced, we were hoping to raise $10,000 for the basic needs of our pilot program. But within minutes, we raised over $50,000. It was a surreal feeling, and obviously I was overjoyed, but more than anything, I was driven. With that funding, we were able to purchase Lexia Literacy accounts for all of our students. It's an excellent online program with research-backed activities to improve literacy and comprehension skills that students can also access from home. And there's a lot to say about Lexia, but to put it simply, it's worth the pretty penny, and I'm thrilled with the progress that students have made utilizing it. With that funding, we were also able to purchase Chromebooks so that tutors and students can play Lexia during their tutoring session, as well as access a fantastic library of digital books for children called Epic. All of our students also have access to Epic from Home, which has great tools like a Read to Me option so that they can follow along in a story. And of course, with that funding, we were able to purchase a great collection of new children's books, hands-on activities, engaging workbooks, and the basic supplies. And it allowed us to hire two incredible women that have been with Gainesville Reads from the beginning, Diana Mencia and Ruth Moreno. Diana is a high school history teacher here in Gainesville, and Ruth is completing her undergraduate degree in education. They're both Latina and both fluent in Spanish and English, which is great because nearly half of the population in Hall County are Spanish speakers, and many of the children we serve come from Spanish-speaking households. So we started the pilot program with 15 students and 15 tutors back in January of 2020. And while there's plenty that we learned along the way, we were really pleased with how the program was going. And then the world shut down. Fortunately for us, this did not stop the program. Thanks to the Cottrell Digital Studio here at the History Center, we were able to stay connected with our students through weekly Zoom story times and lessons. And there was a silver lining in a way because we still have a virtual program to this day for students who have internet access but don't have adequate transportation to the museum. Or their schedules just don't work out for coming to the museum. 
In August of 2021, we came back to the History Center for our on-site one-on-one tutoring sessions. And despite the challenges of the pandemic, masking and other protocols, this is when we really got to experience how the program was intended to be. We accepted new students and new volunteers, and to this day, we've provided over 60 local kids with free support and literacy skills. I have to say, I have been so impressed with the work, organization, and leadership that Diana and Ruth have shown. When I float by during the tutoring sessions, it is such a wonderful feeling to see the tutors and students together. It's their happy place where students can learn, overcome challenges, explore their curiosities, and look forward to seeing their tutor each week. Our virtual sessions are still going strong with group story times and activities, and I just can't wait to see what is next for Gainesville Reads. I've been particularly reflective lately about the fact that this even happened in the first place. Sandra Deal, who offered her enthusiastic support during our initial fundraiser, passed away this past August. She was a dedicated advocate for children's literacy. Before she was First Lady of Georgia, she was a language arts teacher, and she used her position as First Lady to further that passion. Just one example of this is that she visited all 159 counties and 181 public school districts to read aloud to children. I feel fortunate to have met her and to have had her support for Gainesville Reads, and I hope to honor her legacy by not only continuing Gainesville Reads, but making it better and better each year. The future of Gainesville Reads will largely rely on donations from the community, big and small. The runway we gained in 2019 is getting shorter, And I knew this day would come when we would need to raise more donations to continue Gainesville Reads. And I'm so proud of what the program has become since those first donors made it a reality in 2019. And during our telethon tomorrow, we hope to raise $5,000 for Gainesville Reads. But this is just a start. I hope that you'll join us in being a part of Gainesville Reads and its future. There are a few ways to support. Of course, with a donation of any amount, by donating new children's books by becoming a volunteer tutor with us. It's just one hour a week. Or by simply sharing Gainesville Reads with others. I also want to thank our team of volunteer tutors, some of whom have been with us from the very beginning. Most have been with us for at least a year, which I think says a lot about how much joy their students bring them. I'd like to end this episode by sharing a few remarks from our tutors who offered to sit down for an interview with me. Brad Haston, Leslie Brass, Judy Rice, Erica Alcantar, Karen Kraft, Katie Gregetic, and Jennifer Ramirez. I'm involved with a couple of other volunteer activities, but I have wanted for a while now to get involved with uh, children, especially in reading programs, because I had heard about them. And in fact, I have a neighbor who is a volunteer here at Gainesville Reads, and he spoke so highly of it that I thought, well, gosh, I'm gonna go up there and check it out. And so I did. And there were several things about this program that I really liked. First of all, is you don't have to have any teaching background, which I don't. Uh, And then secondly, the organization here at Gainesville Reads, I just thought it was very impressive. And all of the tools that you all have to help with the teaching, all of this just seemed um, just very, very attractive to me. And I thought, boy, I wanna give this a shot. Well, when you work with a child one-on-one, it benefits that child to be more self-confident and carry it to other areas that she has experiences with. I've seen that change in my student already. So I have had the opportunity to see quite a bit of progress and probably the most uh, satisfying to me 
is that he's not so hard on himself. He would always say, can you read it to me? Can you read it to me? Because he didn't want to read. But now he will say, I want to read it now. He's getting more motivated each time that he comes and sees me. Her fluency is much improved. And I'm just really, I'm really pleased. And also it's, it's just like, it's the highlight of my Friday. When kids are in school, they don't get a whole lot of one-on-one -on -one instruction. If he didn't have a person sitting next to him, he might just fly over the word and just keep on going and not really care. But when there's somebody sitting next to him, he's, he's much more confident in trying to figure out what that word is and moving forward. I mean, these could be your future astronauts, your future teachers, and they may be small, but they really do have a lot to offer. And like I've said before, if they overcome this challenge, they can absolutely overcome uh, anything else that comes in the future, because I think it's something they'll look back and be like, wow, if I, if I overcame this, if I had the support, if I had the resources, I can definitely do that in the future as well. Gainesville, as a community will benefit from this program. Because when we have children in our school system that have a chance to succeed, they will benefit the whole community. So this is not just about the school, this is about the future. Thank you all for taking the time to listen. I hope you'll join us tomorrow, Friday, December 2nd, for 24 hours of free programs, history games, story times, raffles, and more to support Gainesville Reads. The telethon will be hosted on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page, which are both linked in the episode description. And if you hear this after the telethon, it will still be available to watch at those same links, and you will certainly be able to donate toward Gainesville Reads. We'll be back next week with more great interviews, so we'll see you then.